All right, you guys, welcome to the Temple of Hoop Live. We are here on the Spotify Live app. As always, I am here with my co-host, Kings. It's me, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. J. Mapes. Kings, two eliminations tonight. We're not surprised by either. Um, I really want to just hop into the series that everybody seems to be looking forward to, this Boston-Milwaukee series that's on deck. Uh, (laughs) What's your initial projections going into it? Man, um, what's the Middleton timeline, number one? <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what you want to ask going in. And then uh, number two, I think, well, I think Milwaukee found good money with this this uh, big lineup that they playing. This uh, Middleton, Portis, Lopez lineup. I mean, Portis has 17 rebounds tonight. Just great size. I, I think one of the things that people mention about Boston is that their their um front their uh starting lineup has a lot of size too. So just being able to at least neutralize that factor uh, that Boston has while keeping the spacing, I think that's gonna be very key. So that's a really good lineup that uh Coach Bud found uh in this series. So I don't know if he was thinking forward when he when he did that, but it's I think that's gonna be really good come next series. I think it's gonna uh, enable them to slow the slow the game down because Boston already kind of plays slow anyway. So I think with this big line, he's really going to make it a, uh, you know, a rebounding battle, a defensive battle. And then guys are really going to have to hit those threes when, when the, when the defense sends the help on Giannis and they have, they have guys to do all of that. So I, I think even without Middleton, honestly, I think they can win, but again, that would require, you know, Giannis to have an all time series, but uh, we might be in the middle of his uh, all-time run right now. So we'll see. It's, it's going to be fun. But I'm definitely, if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I'm definitely looking at the Middleton uh, timetable for his return. Yeah, just just going off what you just said, um, somebody posted a snippet of Woj talking about that he may be out a little longer than they expected. Yeah, if, if, if that's the case, then, like I said, then they're just going to have to ride that. Um, they're going to have to ride that big lineup, man. Yeah, like, I think so. I mean, like, like I, like I really believe, and like I'm really shocked that Bud discovered that line. But I really believe it's it's enough to get them like over Boston, just the way Boston plays. Like it's like you know you know playoff hoop. It's always a it's always a uh, matchup and play style type of affair. You know what I mean? Like with the Nets, they were undersized. They didn't have wing defenders. They didn't have much size, and and, and they wore on their stars' legs. But with with the Bucks, they can keep Giannis fresh. They can um, on both ends of the court. They got the guard. They got good guard depth and good shooting. So it's like I think they really have enough. And, and this is where remember when I picked the Bucks to repeat this year, I said they have a lot of depth. And this is where you where you're gonna see it is in a series like this when you lose a guy like Middleton and you're still able to compete anyway against another contender. That's where that depth comes in handy. And I think you're gonna see it this series. Yeah. So here's where I am. So the the Nets, we both agreed the Nets were super disorganized, um, no real offensive structure, kind of leaning on Kyrie and KD being just, you know, being phenomenal shot makers, right? I think the Bucks have a lot more 
you know, structure and organization to their offense. This is not taking anything from the Boston sweep, but the, the, the Nets were in every game in that series. You know what I mean? So it's like Boston did sweep because their late game execution was just on point, and they were able to force Brooklyn to tough shots, and Brooklyn couldn't get stops in, in big moments. I think Milwaukee has a much more organized and structured offense, and Giannis scores from so many different areas on the floor, whether it be the, the mid post, the low post, or just attacking from out high. And on top of that, I think the Bucks are going to be able to get stops when they, when they, you know, need to. So, you know, a lot of people were the, the sexy pick I've seen is you know Celtics and six. I got some people feeling super giddy off that sweep, Celtics and five. Uh, I I don't see it. Um, my official pick is going to be Bucks in in six. I just think Giannis is the best player in the world, and I think he's really going to show that this series against a, a defense of this level. I think they'll challenge the defense a little more because, again, I think the Bucks have a lot more just uh, a lot more dynamic offense that just doesn't depend on guys to be incredible shot makers every night. So I'm leaning toward toward Bucks and six. I think I'm going to stick with that. You know, that's funny because I honestly I really like the Bucks in this matchup, bro. And as crazy as it sounds, right, because they don't have Middleton. The guy who's been, uh, you know, their best, their best premier scorer. But man, that lineup that Bud uses, man, it, it's gonna give Boston a lot of problems because, like you said, the size of Boston was the advantage over the Nets, as well as the Nets just being completely discombobulated offensively, right. having no structure. And like you said, those were still close games every game. You know, I mean, it wasn't like Boston was just running them off, off, off the floor every single night. Like those were close games. Even even with all those flaws, with Milwaukee, like you said, they're gonna get stops, and, and like people need to look at Milwaukee. People need to look at Boston's play style. Boston plays the way Milwaukee wants to play. Yeah. Half, court, half court, defend. You know, make every possession matter. Like that's how Milwaukee likes to play. They like to slow it down and use their size and wear you out. The same way Boston plays, the same way Milwaukee likes to play, and they have more size and they have more, I think, versatile bigs offensively offensively. That's the key. I'm not sure if the Celtics get into a half-court battle. I'm not sure they can score enough offensively with Milwaukee because remember how I told you, when the Milwaukee, they can win slow, but when those shooters get going, it's an avalanche. And you saw that against Chicago. When Grayson Allen got going, you know, it, it was over. Like, it was over. They ran him off the floor. So it's like, all it takes with Milwaukee is just that one guy, that one role player, Connaughton, Allen, or if Hill comes back, all it takes is that one role player to get hot off the wall that you're building against Giannis, and then you're in trouble. Like, you're all, all of a sudden, you're down 20. And if, like, you want to slow the game down, they love that because they got Brooke Lopez, they got Bobby Portis, they got Giannis, and they'll get into a half-court battle with you. Like, Milwaukee can play any style, and that's what people are going to really see this next series. Like, they can play any way you want to play them. And they've really evolved since um, that uh, taking that sweep to the, to the heat. They've really become more dynamic – but has really become better with his adjustments and game planning. And I, I agree with you, man. I think Milwaukee's going to shock a lot of people this series. I mean, they already shocked people when they lost to the Bulls, lost Milton, and went on to just destroy them for three straight games. So I think people got to understand this is a different Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I think them playing better when Middleton went down, that that, that was impressive to me, you know. Um, and I, I will say this, Middleton has historically been the a Bucks killer when Giannis has struggled. So I think they will miss that. But, again, I, I think – the 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 Bucks have the better team. 
if you guys this week, if you guys want to just go ahead and tap that request button, you know, we are taking questions as the show goes on. You got something you want to say or, or ask, feel free to do that. And uh, we'll get a good one. We got one already. Let's see what we got here. Eli, what's going on, my boy? Man, I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt. You feel me? <laughs> what y'all on, though? What y'all on? What's good? E- e- Eli is one of, my, one of my little homies. He's a big Bulls fan. Eli, what's going on? What's on your mind, bro? Hurt, pain, disgruntled, frustrated. Man, I don't know how to feel about it, but I got Boston in five, bro. <laughs> oh, so t- tell us tell us why you have Boston in five before we respond. Man, the Bulls got absolutely nobody for Giannis. I feel like the Bo- like Boston's long. And like y'all said, so are Milwaukee. But I don't know. Without Middleton, bro, that shit going to be tough, bro. My bad for cursing. I don't know if I can do that, but. No, it's for the kids, but we have a bleep button, you know. So so just try not to overdo it. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, it, it's I think the Boston definitely has the best defense in basketball. I just think that, like King said, his main one of his main points was it's a similar style of play, and I just think the Bucks have the have the better player on the floor and more experience, you know, doing it. So that that's kind of where I am with it, but. It's going to be a great series. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, my my issue my issue is that if if you're Boston, right, if you want to play that physical style, slow that that slow style, then it, it works when the team that you're playing against doesn't want to play that, and that's a weakness. But like the Bucks want to get into that 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 rock fight, and and you know if the Bucks didn't have shooting bigs, I would give the I would obviously give the advantage to Boston. But the fact that Portis and Brook Lopez can shoot threes, that puts pressure on on Boston's defense. They can't re- they can't rest on defense now with with those guys. Their bigs have to cover space because uh, the Bucks bigs are going to get up threes and they're going to they're going to make them if they're open. So it, it's going to be I think it's it's going to shock a lot of people, man. Like it's going to shock a lot of people. My biggest concern with that series, bro, is like with the Bulls, we got Levine. He doesn't close out. Demar doesn't close out. <laughs> I literally say like half our lineup does not close out, so their shooters always gonna be open. Ain't no closeouts. I don't think Boston's gonna leave them open. And even if they do, it's gonna be like good contest. And I think if Lonzo play, Lonzo got a long wingspan. He probably he could help on Giannis. Like Caruso could too. He could crash on him, but when he crashes, he does. He's not really long enough to get back to shooters. I think Lonzo's long enough to get back and affect shots for real. I think that's what we really miss. And I think still think Bucks would have won it like five or six with Lonzo, but it would have been a closer series. I think, bro. You know, that, that's a great point you brought up. I will say literally somebody told me the stat when I was, you know, arguing with, you know, the Bucks in this series. The Celtics are giving up the fewest amount of open threes in the playoffs. And a lot of that may have to do with, you know, the Nets offense, which is extremely predictable. But I think that's still, you know, something to look out for. So to your point, you know, the the, Celt- the Celtics do give, do not give up a lot of threes. Yeah, I, I don't think – for me, I don't think the guards like Grayson and I, I don't expect Grayson and I to have a good series. I don't expect Kynes to have a good series. But I think where the where the Celtics will live – what the Celtics will live with is Brook Lopez and Portis taking threes. Because I think that's where they're going to be like, you know, we can't use – you know, because you can't use guys who are guarding those guys to um, to try and contest all the time because it's going it's gonna to wear their, your legs down, especially when you know you have to box them out. Uh, to get defensive rebounds so you can get possessions because you know those guys are going to be bound for offensive boards. It, it's it's going to be tough for them to always try to contest the big threes. Like at some point, like you just live with the 35% shooting big or, you know, high, high uh, percentage shooting big in like Portis just tr- taking it and proving he can hit it. But, and that's why I think they're going to get in trouble because 
you know, I, I don't think they're going to hit it like and run him off the floor, but in, like in that end of the game execution where you know you have to get the wall to help on Giannis and he finds an open porch or open Brook Lopez, I think that those type of plays are going to, you know, those type of plays that are going to win the series for the Bucks. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, man, we'll see. Like I said, that's that's probably the second round series I'm looking forward to the most, man. We we kind of kind of circled that as soon as the playoffs started. But Eli, I appreciate you, bro. That was good stuff. Thank appreciate you, y'all, man. You know I mess with the pod and stuff, but I'm finna catch y'all. Got a couple friends to bring up here. Miles, my boy. Now he can talk about the real series. Miles, you there? There we yeah, go. you know what time it is. I I, <laughs> I I got two questions, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Kings, do you still believe and, and why? <laughs> I t- Miles, I told you we were winning in seven, bro. I, I, yeah, I, I, I was not six. moved. I was not moved. I was not moved by that game. I was not moved at all because we're young and we're dumb. So we're just going to forget about tomorrow when we go back home. So I don't even care about that game. Just get us to game seven and we'll we'll see it at that point. You know what? I said Indeed, that too. It's on the rest at this point. I, I said that too. I was like, the Timberwolves are too young to be affected by that game. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, Bro, we back. literally go up double digits almost every game, either win the game or lose the game, or losing the lead. Like it doesn't bother us at this point, honestly. Just win, just win the next game, bro. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you too, as Wolves fans though, and I'll let you guys kind of take the rest, the rest of this, this segment. What do you think happens when you guys get up by double digits? Like, what, what is the thing that's triggering you guys to just say, let the rope go and let them back in the game? I think it's the pace. We, we get up in that frantic pace when it's back and forth all game. When Ja can't score, and I mean, unless Bain is is going seven for ten from three, they don't put numbers up until the fourth quarter when the game slows down and we get in the half court, and then it's D'Lo taking contested middies, taking step back threes, Cat catching and shooting, and and we can't just run an offense and and get reliable buckets. I was going to say that the issue, Maples, is that D'Lo's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is getting quality looks for everybody including himself and for others. He's taking the ball and trying to hero ball when he should be taking the ball, facilitating, trying to get guys open, trying to make sure Cat gets it in the in the spots that he wants, trying to make sure Ant get catches on the closeout or catches it with a with a proper matchup. Instead he's trying to hero ball it. Like that's what's hurting us is when we get these leads, we don't have the vent presence to say, hey, we got the lead. Let's take it possession by possession. When that, for whatever reason, when we get the lead, we decide we decide to start playing up tempo. Where you know, Memphis, you, you already know Memphis is a better is much better than us in up, up tempo. They're more athletic, so it's like for whatever reason, when we get up, we start forcing bad shots. Memphis starts running. Next, you know, they score ten points in like two minutes, <laughs> and it's a four point game. Like this is like we need to execute when we're up and stop playing lax and free. Like, I think when we get up, we play free. That's why I, I was tweeting. I was like, I'd rather us be in a close game because when we're in a close game, we actually make it a half-court game, which is where we're better than Memphis at. But when we're up, we start playing up and down, and, and we start doing dumb like – we just start doing dumb shit, bro. Like, that's really just what it is. We start doing dumb stuff. We <laughs> 15-plus. Like, I'm sick of seeing that every single game. That, that's my other question, though, is, is Maples. I, I saw you – if Memphis wins, you said they're going to give the Warriors war. And I don't know how you believe in this team, Doc. Like, because the Warriors aren't going to make these dumbass mistakes the Wolves did. I'm going to say it's 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 a game, it's a style, it's a game. Playoffs is all about matchups to me. Indeed. Minnesota has the personnel to keep Ja out the paint. The Warriors do not, especially if they play that death lineup, because that makes 
Draymond the only rim protector. If you watch well, the game, I, they I just, agree with that one. They just can't. They can't keep Ja out the paint, which is why Memphis gives them trouble. They, it ends up they having to rotate, and Memphis got a bunch of guys that can shoot the ball, especially Bane. Bane has been a Warriors killer. You know what I mean? So I, I don't. I don't know if Taylor. If if they win, you know, if Taylor Jenkins tries to, you know, try Stephen Adams again. Good luck. Curry's going to kill him coming off the handoffs in the pick and roll like he did Joker this series. Um, but we'll see. I, I think it's a series either way. Minnesota has much better personnel to contain Ja than the Warriors do. In my, even, the, even though the Warriors are a much better team than Minnesota with their experience and championship pedigree. But personnel-wise, they don't have the same personnel to contain Memphis' best player, in my opinion. No, I think that's fair. I think the thing that um concerned me about them is that they're killing us on the offensive boards, and and the Warriors don't have nobody. Right. Now, that for sure. But Ja has proven he's scared to take a shot outside of the paint. So I mean, it's almost like he's making it too easy to game plan for him, despite any you know deficiency the team might have. But yeah, we're gonna yeah. see. We're gonna see. Like I said, King Kings believes it's gonna be Minnesota dub anyway, though, right? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Like I told you, like we, we bet, bro, we're better than this team. Like that, I mean, I, I've it's seen improving. it in the five games. Like we are the better team. We're obviously not executing down the stretch to close these games out, but we are the better team. So if we, you know, we're at home, LeBron James sent out the stamp of approval by tweeting about John. So we should see Game Seven. And like I'm not worried about playing Memphis on the road at home. I'm not worried about that. I'm what I need is when my team goes up 15 plus, we need to play proper offense and we need to play proper basketball. Like that's just it, because we're gonna go up 15 plus again. We're gonna go up 15 plus again. But what are we gonna do when we go up 15 plus? Are we gonna start doing stupid shit, taking rush threes, turning the ball over, and letting them run? Or are we gonna run half course offense, get cat, get at the ball where they need it? You know what I mean, and then and get guys on the move and be, and beat attack the wing links like that's that's the key. And as regards to the Memphis and uh, Golden State, look, it's our the way we game plan against Memphis. Yeah, we swarm, but look look who we throwing at the point of attack. We're giving Ant, we're giving Pat Bev. You know, you even got uh J Mac or Vando guys with size yes. and, and with yes. speed. Bro, if he goes against the Warriors, pull Curry. Like, come on, bro, no way. Like Gary, like GP two. Yeah. Great, great, great defender. Hell of a defender, but you know, speed, speed wise, he, he he don't he might not have it. And then like, who's on the back line? You know, what I mean, at least we have we have more length on the back line that's athletic with Minnesota, where he's not going to see that against Golden State. So I think that's like Memphis, uh, Maple said. I think that is reason why Memphis is so matches up so well. With Golden State, like Golden State, really just can't stop that primary attack from Jaw, which is what causes their defense to get in the flux. And on the opposite end, you know, Memphis is so athletic with their wings when they go with Clark. Like, they're yep. just so athletic defensively. They can switch. You know, Bain uh, is big. You know, Dylan Brooks, same thing. Ja, you already know JJJ. You already know JJJ and how he gets down. So it's like there's so much size for them and so much versatility. So they can really cover Golden State's uh, schemes well. So it, it's a really good matchup with Memphis and Golden State. But I do think because Golden State is just much better in the half court and they'll make it a half court game that, They'll end up winning the next six. Points were made. <laughs> my boy. All right, my, yeah, cool, man. You, my boy. Vene, you there, my boy? Yo, what's up, fellas? What's going on? My guy, my guy. Not, not, nothing much. I, I was going to say, I just wanted to, I put it in the chat, but I was going to, to your point, Kings, like, um, 
I, I actually feel the same exact way you do about, about this matchup against Memphis and Minnesota. Like, I, I don't think it's impossible for the Wolves to beat them, even in a game seven in Memphis, because I, I don't, I don't think they believe that they're, uh, like Memphis is better than them. They, they don't play like it. Like they play like a team like, oh yeah, we're, we're on your level. Like we know we can beat you. Uh, and then you see it, like you said, like they keep going up double digits. The only issue that they have is that they can't hold the leads. Uh, but they keep going up double digits. So it's like clearly they're doing something right. They just got to put it all together. Yeah, exactly. I got to give King his credit. Before the series, he said we are we are the more talented team. So I think that's been shown. It's just a matter of execution and, you know, not being boneheaded, you know, late in basketball games. Like like Ant, like Ant literally said, oh, yeah, I decided to steal the ball. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you just hit the game tiny shot. Like, that's the type of stuff we've been doing. Like, we – we we it's because we so we believe we're we literally believe we're better than them. Like we start doing stupid stuff and stupid gambles because we think that you know we can make it happen because we're the better team. Like and we and we are, but you at the same time Memphis is the second best record in the NBA, bro. Can't be playing, you know, you can't be playing uh you know bozo basketball and thinking they're not going to capitalize on that, especially a team that's as good as they are in transition in a fast. And an up-tempo uh, offense and an up-tempo uh, basketball game. Like you, if you let make the pace go fast, Memphis is gonna be on you. And and, and that's what happens when you get up, man. We start we start trying to force things, start rushing the issue, and then next thing you know, Memphis are on a 12-0 run. Yeah, and, man. I gotta say, I I, I love Ann Edwards, by the way. I'm, I'm team Ann Edwards all the way. But I gotta tell you, man, when that jumping high side with two seconds left, oh bro. My God. <laughs> hey, man, look, I. <laughs> That's like one of the all-time worst decisions I've seen defensively late in the basketball game. That that was absurd. But I remain team man Edwards. He's going to be a top five player Absolutely. in this league for a long time. That was just that was just absurd to see, man. These these you got to take it as a long learning experience, King. That's all it is, man. I, I hope what ben, uh, Bill Simmons says doesn't come true. He said we're going to be the Clyde Drexler Blazers, have a fun team, fun run. But then lose our bozo mistakes, man. I hope that's not the case. Well, well, Bill, well Bill Simmons said it, so uh, you're you're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I I got a question for you guys. Um, it, it was on the previous segment. You guys uh, talked a little bit about the, the next round matchup between the Celtics and and Milwaukee. Um, obviously Milwaukee, we don't know what's going to happen with Middleton, whether he's going to be able to play or not. But one of the things I thought the Celtics were able that that really decided. Aside from like the super good scouting that they did of, of Kevin, um, of Durant and stuff like that, and, and just forcing him into being a playmaker, which is something he clearly is not very good at doing. Um, like it feels like um, you can't scheme against Giannis like that because he's a extremely good playmaker, uh, and and he does like one of the things that I think NBA Twitter doesn't appreciate. Like he'll attack the rim for the sole purpose, and you know this is a Bron quality too. Like he'll attack the room for the sole purpose of setting up his guys. Like he'll he'll sacrifice his body to do stuff like that. So I, I feel like that game, this series is going to be more physical. But my, my question to you guys is, is um, do you think the Celtics have enough bodies to keep Giannis out of the paint, knowing you know the kind of motor Giannis has? Well, you know, if, if Al Horford continues to look like he was in a hyperbolic chamber like Bubba Fett. And um, if, you know, Rob Williams holds up, those are two guys. I, I don't think they want to put Tatum or, or Jalen Brown in for extended, you know, 
minutes. That's foul trouble and energy that they're wasting, and they, I don't think they'll hold up that great either. So we'll see. It's a lot. It's a lot that's going to be on on Rob Williams and Al Horford. I do not believe Daniel Tice will give Giannis any type of resistance whatsoever. So it's going to be on Horford and, and, and Rob Williams, man. How much if they can defend Giannis to the point where not that much help has to come, which I don't. I don't think anybody can. I think that'll dictate a lot of how how the series will go. I, I think you know it would have been fun to see healthy Rob, fully healthy Rob Williams against Giannis. I think that would have been a really fun matchup. And I think um, had he not had that injury, I probably would have picked the Celtics in uh, six or seven games. I think that injury compromises him a lot to the point where, you know, it's just he's going to get worn down. And I'm not sure Horford at this age is able to give the minutes that's needed to to handle uh, Giannis one-on-one. And also, like I said, it's not just going to be Giannis wearing you down, bro. You saw the lineup, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, those guys are going to be inside there getting busy. So I, like, I did not see this type of lineup a month ago, man. Like this, that lineup changes everything. I mean, you see how they're playing with it. it is very, very dangerous. And the Celtics really don't have that much film from the regular season on it because, you know, Bud kind of pulled this as a last resort type of thing when Middleton went down. So it's like, is, that lineup is going to really be a, a huge thing in this series. I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to overwhelm the Celtics. Yeah. I, I will say Horford's three point shooting is, is going to be a big factor because yep. watching the Bucks, they have shown they are going to let centers take threes. Oh yeah. But, but, but for they, Bud is, uh, does not have Brooke or Portis show. Those centers are going to have threes. They let, remember they just lived and died with Vooch, man. They said, whatever. He had that one game. He had all, all and those Vooch, threes. And Vooch can fight. shoot. And Vooch can shoot it too. Exactly. And Vooch can shoot. So they're gonna let they're gonna let Horford have his threes on, on picking pops or when he just you know spots up. It's just gonna his, his three point shooting is gonna have a big effect on the series. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you guys. I, I think this series is just gonna be just way more physical. Uh, like I, oh, I yeah. think both yeah. both fan bases are gonna definitely be complaining about fouls and lack of fouls and stuff like that. Who gets what call and that sort of thing. Uh, my last question, and then I'll, and I'll let you guys go because I don't know if you're gonna touch on this on this topic. Maples, do we get a bounce back game for Bi and CJ? Uh, the next game. Yeah, man, we were actually gonna go there next before closing out. We're talking about Toronto right. Philly. Um, yeah, man, I, I wasn't so much worried about the offense. You know that that that's gonna come for him. Like this, that was an anomaly bad game. He missed a lot of shots he can normally take. Credit to Bridges for making it a little tougher to get to his spots. The thing is, defensively, Bridges is a great defensive player. He's gonna have moments where he where he beats you, and that's where he beats you. The thing is, he's not a thirty-one point guy. Not in a five, not in a game five swing game where you absolutely just can't keep losing them, getting backdoored, overhelping. I think you know Ingram was just very very bad defensively that game. That was the issue more so than the offense uh, to me for as far as that that Pelicans game goes. But I think he'll bounce back. He has all season, and I think he'll answer the bell. The issue is they got to get a good game from CJ for once. He hasn't played well all series, even the two games they won. Like he's hit timely shots, but he has not put together in a, a good game this entire series. And I think it's a little tougher because Phoenix has a lot of length on the wings, but he's got to start winning those one-on-ones he gets when they're overloading and trapping BI or Monty's going to continue to sell out and just live with him, you know, don't keep him to throw up bricks. So, you know, that, that'll be the key tomorrow for me if CJ can really eat off the attention B.I. is getting. 
Yeah, man, I'll, I'll let you guys keep going. I, I'm just curious to know your thoughts about, about that uh, Celtics series and then just kind of what happens tomorrow. So, y'all take it easy. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, so, Kings, what do you what do you think about that? You know, obviously I'm biased because B.I. is my dude. What do you think about that game six tomorrow? Let's just um, remember I told you uh, I said Suns and seven because I expected the Suns to come out in game five and just dominate that game. Because they're at home, I, I told you I that CP3 was going to save his be, his better games for the home games, and then try and, and win those. You said he came out 22 and 11. Bridges came out dominated because he was at home. Role players at home, they always do what that they always do what they do. So that 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 didn't shock me one bit. Um, but when you watch when the Pelicans go back at home, you see what how Alvarado turned up. You see how Herb turned up. You know what I mean? You see how uh, Hayes turned up over there. So it's like. You know, just it's 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 home at home. Like that's that's what this series is gonna come down to. So I got the Pelicans winning. Um, I got the Pelicans winning Game Six. I think their their role guys are gonna show up and play a good game. And I think CJ is gonna is gonna have a good game. Right. So I gotta ask you. They did say they did say Book is trending towards trying to give it a go. So what does that do? He, I think they're gonna save Book for game. If 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 they really have to put play Book this series, they're gonna save him for Game Seven. Like okay. All right. That's They're not cool. gonna send him on the road to go do it. They'll do it for game seven in a do or die situation. I got you, my boy Jeremy. What's going on with you, my guy? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, my guy, my guy. There we go. There we go. Um, well, you guys basically touched on everything I was going to talk about. Um, with the Pelican series. Um, except for you know. Inside the Pelicans fan base, I know ain't nothing but 12, 15 of us, and a lot of y'all know about it. But um, it's a, a JV discussion that I just I, – I think game four kind of put it to rest. Game four and five kind of put it to rest. But um, what do you guys think of him defensively, not just against Aiton, but also going against um, CP3? You know, he's a master of snaking the pick and roll and whatnot. You just want to know how has he progressed throughout the series dealing with Phoenix's pick and roll scheme and Aiton, you know, doing what Aiton does. Well, my thing with with Aiton, <laughs> at least he got, he has to punch back against Aiton, and he started to do that. A couple yeah. twenty point games, big double doubles, so that's fine. At least he's making that matchup somewhat of a fifty fifty, and not like 80-20, how it was earlier in the series. As far as the pick and roll, as far as the pick and roll, he's going to stay and drop. We understand that, but the key is. I think Herb and Alvarado do a great job of fighting over screens and making it a little tougher for Chris Paul to take advantage of the drop. So I think that's more so the key than JV. They're not going to put JV up as on a hard hedge and say, hey, contain the best pure point guard in the league or of his generation, at least. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of where I am with that. If he stays in his drop, that's fine. But Herb and Alvarado just have to fight over the screens and – Pelicans have to pay somebody. The Pelicans 12 have to pay somebody to burn Devontae Graham's jersey. Oh, so, man, my uh, guy was winning his minutes until last night, man. He was winning his so, minutes, uh, bro. Man, so they have to find a way to – so so Willie can't make that mistake and put him in, man. Like, I think we're all privy to the politics about it. You know, it's, it's hard for a coach to DNP a four-year, $48 million contract for a guy on a four-year minimum. It just uh, got off a two way too. Like it's not like he had it for a mile. Right. So, you know, we understand how NBA politics work, but you know, Devontae's just not giving you anything whatsoever in his minutes. And it's just like, you know, it's equivalent to playing four on five. Uh, you know, a lot of time he's in there. 
not making shots, not going to drive it, not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of felt like, why is he out there? Go, go ahead, Kings. I saw you. I saw you on mute. Nah, nah, that the 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 bro in the comments, Stephen Howard, man, he been he been praying Devonte don't see a, a single minute. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> Hey, hey. Man, I, I, I feel it though. Must win. So uh, for me with JV, I think like Maple said that him showing resistance to Aiden after that, that big game Aiden had was huge um, because they're going to play that drop and JV so good at spacing the floor as well on offenses and, and bringing Aiden outside the paint. So I think, you know, him being on the floor is so important on both ends of the floor. But in terms of this pick and roll, they're going to rely on Alvarado, rely on Herb to really just wear down CP3. So it's for for JV, since he, those guys are going to help him out, I think he's really just going to have to keep trying to, you know, neutralize that Aiden matchup. Like, you're going to get help on the pick and roll, so you have to make sure that you're not letting Aiden dominate you. Like, you have to make sure Aiden is neutralized. All right, all right. Last thing I'm going to say is, like, my fellas ain't supposed to be here, you know what I'm saying? So every second that they learn, they, they grew up fast in the second half of game one, and they ain't scared, and they putting up a fight, and they competing every second, every minute, even enduring getting kicked in the balls and <laughs> um, getting getting dirty screens and, 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 and Phoenix's. Me, um, color commentating the green that they need to knock out over Jose because how dare he play hard. But you know, I'm loving everything I see from my fellows from three and 16 to yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. Definitely, definitely one of the one of the better stories in the NBA season, man, for sure. Fun team, fun team for sure. Right, I'm gonna drop out, appreciate it. All right, bro, have That's a good great. one, Jeremy. All right, man, let, let, let's let let's let's finish with Toronto's Philly, bro. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God, <laughs> bro! Correct me if I'm wrong. Tomorrow is Game Seven for the Sixers, in my opinion. I'm sorry, that's Game Seven. If they lose that game, if they lose that game, my my mesh is gonna be in hell, bro. <laughs> my mesh bro, is gonna be in hell. If they lose that game and are faced with making NBA history, some of the worst, the worst NBA history ever, mind you with Doc and James Harden on the team who will have a big say in the game, bro, bro, man. Uh, I'm I'm literally praying to – I'm praying to (laughs) God. Harden turned the clock back, bro. I'm I'm literally praying to God, bro. Like, this is is not good. (laughs) So, 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 so just, you know, our agendas and just the, the historical ramifications aside, on the basketball side of it, I'll say this. What I suggested after game two, they're giving Maxie a lot of the attention they were giving Harden, giving Harden a lot more one-on-one. And I think that's changed the, the dynamic of the series. And on top of that, Embiid's injury is bothering you. It's clear. He's not playing with anywhere near the same amount of fervor that he was earlier in the series. So, like, those are two really big issues going forward. And what do you think has to happen for Philly to clo- close this out tomorrow? I told you, bro. James Harden has to turn the clock back. It's just that simple. <laughs> and, and this is why. And this is why I'm concerned. You just said it. They're giving attention to Maxi. Embiid is hurt. He's clearly not the same. So it's literally on James Harden, and I'm very worried. Like, I'm I, I'm very concerned. And. uh I'm praying to – I'm just praying to God <laughs> he turns the clock back, bro. I'm literally praying to God. All right. So, so 
my head is saying, my head is saying, my head and my heart are aligned. I, I really think the Raptors win the game. But this has literally never happened, bro. Hundreds of times this has happened. Not one team has won. Four teams pushed into a game seven and lost the game seven. So tell me what do you think happens tomorrow? <laughs> what I think happens, bro? <laughs> what do you think happens? You know it's gonna be a zoo. Oh they will God. not they will not they will not have their best defender, Matisse, because of the COVID rules, the COVID vaccination rules. Man, what do you think is happening tomorrow? I'll tell you what I want to happen, bro. Because <laughs> I want to tell you what I think will happen. Because that's just going to make me mad. I want Harden to give me 40 and 12, bro. Please. Just give us vintage James Harden, bro. Please. Step back threes. <laughs> pissed off fans because you're getting to the line off some bullshit. Alley, you know, I mean, pick and roll maestro plays. Like, please, we, we need this. Like, I need this. Philly needs this. I don't need to see Game Seven, bro. I, I really just don't. <laughs> I really just don't. Man, I, you know what I want to happen. I need it. I know I you waiting I on that pack, boy. <laughs> I I need OG to keep making his life a living hell. I need Scotty to be even more effective as he starts to heal more from his ankle injury. Siakam's figuring out how to attack the Raptors' defense. Oh, the other thing is, I gotta say, great adjustment by Nurse. Going five out and making him be guarding space. And B's a top tier rim protector. But making him defend in space against guys with a little bit of wiggle, I think that has also turned the series. Because he's okay at it, but he's not great at it over long stretches. And it costs him energy on the other end. So I think that's the other thing that's really uh, tilting the series. Uh, there was uh, like a four minute stretch, somebody uh, posted the possession. They just went at Embiid every time, regardless. And I think that's very pointed from Nurse. And yes, Vinay made a great point in the comments. Precious turned into a sniper from three. And that also has changed things. Man, man, I, I need I need this game. I need this to end the game six, bro. I, I can't take games. I, I can't trust Doc and James Harden in games that I, I just can't do it. All right, man. So I'm 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 rooting for chaos tomorrow. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say we getting delivered two game sevens tomorrow. My my head says the sun's ended, but my heart says B.I. gives me one more big game to send it back to Phoenix. But my head says Phoenix ended, but I'm going with my heart. I'm going to say we get two game sevens tomorrow. We get two game seven delivered deliver for us tomorrow. <sighs> Come on, man. Put it on wax. Put it on wax. I got I got, I got got the Sixers tomorrow, and I got okay. the Pelicans. That's All right. It. You got Sixers and Pelicans. Okay, so don't got the Pelicans, and you got Philly. I got Toronto. Got it. It's on, it's on wax, y'all. Um, make sure you guys follow Addicts Kings, bruh, on, on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Give us feedback, rate it. We appreciate all that. Um, the support you guys are giving us has been outstanding lately. It's been a record month for the pod so thank you if you keep tuning in and keep forwarding to your friends and your and your you know co-workers however we definitely appreciate that um we will be back recording sunday have a new episode for you monday breaking down more playoff action simple hoop you guys be safe and we are out of here peace y'all